All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Okay, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because so Bieber had this song Yummy that dropped in like January and I didn't even I didn't even really catch it. I remember it was splashing on, you know, because you know how it goes like people they 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 put you on the tweets, they send you comments, emails. Right. And I get a lot of those and I saw a couple about this Yummy video or Yummy song, I should say, because Justin Bieber was posting images on his Instagram of like infants hmm. and it would say hashtag yummy it's like I, <laughs> good I, lord yeah man like it's disturbing and um, I was like okay that's weird and then I, I listened to the song and was like I don't know he's, he's talking about you know R&B kind of stuff like I, it didn't really sex. strike he's talking me. about sex he's talking about having sex that's what he's talking about yeah, and uh, I started to think much of it. I mean, I thought it was bizarre. He had the infant photos, but then, uh, but then I watched. I just watched the video like two weeks ago for the first time. For whatever reason, I waited that long. And because you're a sane man, you know, and and, and you have better things to do than to watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like Bieber's not on high on my uh, entertainment value list, you know. And on the video, you see him walk in, and he walks past. He's in a restaurant. And there's a stage there with like a, a, a house band there. And it's young people, like, I don't know how old they are, eight, nine, 10 years old, little, little kids, you know? And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And then Bieber sits down at the table and he's singing or whatever. But then he's got all the, all the sort of elites sitting around him. And the whole video is kind of weird. It's just like they're eating dinner and eating random foods and Bieber just singing and there's not a lot to the video per se until you get to the very very end and the very last frame of the video Justin Bieber that at the place he's sitting at at the at the on the plate that he's eating from they remove the food and it's a picture of Bieber when he was a little and like a little tiny kid yeah that it was says, kind of freaky says yummy on it <laughs> that's and weird like, and, and to me, like, this clearly fits into this whole bizarre conspiracy about adrenochrome and the industry, you know, and drinking blood and vampires and all this wacky stuff that years ago I thought was kind of silly and a bit misleading. But I, I don't know that that's wrong. After researching the alien agenda uh, and going through the history of the occult, and these people that make contact with the aliens, which to me, I think aliens 
are some form of angelic or demonic entities. But if you go back in history, you've got these people like Gilda Ray in the 1400s, who was this, this knight that was found guilty of taking kids and dismembering them and doing all kinds of horrific things to these kids. And, uh, including, uh, you know, abuse on the uh, pizza level, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I got it. And, and they took him to court to trial and all, and he had all this eyewitness testimony against him. And turns out he said, well, I was in communications with a demon named Baron and Baron said he wanted all these kids, you know? So I sacrificed all these kids to this demon. And you look at the, you know, all these theories about the cakes of light, which is Aleister Crowley stuff. And, and Crowley talks about that in the book of the law. He talks about it in magic and theory and practice. He says, He's got this sort of mock Christian Gnostic mass and the Eucharist that he prescribes include one ingredient is the blood of a newborn. I mean, he says it and it's not, I mean, a lot of the Crowley apologists say that it's tongue in cheek and it's not real. I don't think it was tongue in cheek. I, I think that dude was sick as a sick as a, as sick can get. Go ahead. Finish up. I think so too, man. I think, uh, and you know, that's allegedly why, he created that first hippie commune out there in Sicily, the Abbey of Thelema, and Mussolini kicked him out of there because allegedly there was newborn babies coming up missing around there, and they alleged back then that he was doing this stuff. When Mussolini kicks you out, then you know you have an issue. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. So anyway, like all these weird theories about basically, you know, babies and blood and little kids and all this stuff. Uh, there's a really large foundation and it seems to be growing. In fact, that made it in my alien book. I've got a whole section on death cults and adrenochrome uh, because I argue that it's very possible that that's where we're going to head. Uh, I mean, that's a giant leap for people to take right now today, but they're going to slowly chip away at this idea and it's going to be you know, first it's going to be, yeah, there's UFOs out there. We don't know what they are. Then it's, oh, we found you know, life forms on the, on Europa, on the moon of Saturn. And, and then it's going to be, oh, okay, we need saving from fill in the blank, some emergency thing. And they're going to claim that they're channeling information through these entities, which they've been doing through Project Stargate and SRI and all these weird, wacky, paranormal research th- events that a lot of conspiracy people know about. They just don't know what the means, uh, like what they were doing exactly. And I'd argue that all of this was set up through Jack Parsons and his experiments using Crowley rituals to make contact with entities in another dimension. Um, and the story goes that they're, they've continued this communication with these entities. And my argument is, I believe that these entities, you know, maybe not every alien out there is demonic, but the ones that want to talk to us could be very well demonic. And they, could eventually say, well, we'll bestow our enlightenment upon you. All you got to do is, you know, give us a couple babies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is allegedly what they've been doing with, they, they, there's lots of claims that we've been making these, uh, I think Eisenhower was alleged to be part of this whole thing of, uh, you know, donating Americans for the abduction in order to get technology from these things. I think I, I, think I vaguely remember reading something like that in Behold the Pale Horse. I yeah, got I, I got to go back and read again but I, I think I vaguely remember that 
Um, you know, all you have to do is eat, eat the apple from the tree. That, that's it. That's all you have to do. And you will be like us. You will be like God, right? So I, I get all that. It, let me tell the people who you are, not that they don't already know. If you hear the voice and you know what he's talking about, it's Mr. Isaac Whitehouse right here on the Infinite Fringe. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor and a, and a privilege to have him back. What's up, buddy? Say hello, even though you've already been dropping knowledge for a bit, but go ahead, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Isaac Weisop. I am the uh, guy who started IlluminatiWatcher.com, a blog that was very successful, and then Google Shadow banned it, and I, I transitioned over to YouTube and had a very successful YouTube channel until YouTube banned it Bastard. In, uh, in 2016, and then uh, I fully transitioned over to podcasting in 2016 after the, after the YouTube shut down. Uh, I had been podcasting since I think like 2012, 2013 was my first one, but I didn't take it too serious back then. I kind of would put out a show once a month or once every two months. But then when YouTube shut down, I thought, okay, you know, and I've been writing books this whole time, right? On Amazon and Audible and all that. But the podcasting became a full-time, you know, obsession of mine since 2016, 2017. Uh, you know, so then things have been blowing up, you know, Patreon's on fire and, uh, it's really cool that this community supports me in the way they do. I, you know, I've got a lot of people and it's crazy because I've had a lot of people reach out and be like, Hey man, I remember when you had a YouTube channel, I used to, I grew up watching your videos and I'm like, you grew up watching my video. What are you talking about? And then like, I look at the calendar. I'm like, Holy moly. Like, you know, these people were 15, 16 right. when they first found me on YouTube and now they're 22, 23 year old adults. And it's like, Oh man, I kind of helped formulate these people's worldview. <laughs> Which is, that's a heavy responsibility, man. It is, it is, man. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because it takes me to, to the new, uh, my new frame of view. It's not new, but I mean, it's, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time. And then when I see a Justin Bieber video like this, right, immediately back in the day, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is something else. And I mean, it's weird as hell. It is really weird. I want everybody to go. First off, the song's not bad. Okay. Guilty pleasure. My apologies. Do not judge me. I kind of dug this song. Hey, um, I like it too, man. Don't feel bad about that. <laughs> I sing it every day. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it at the end of this. But, uh, but um, regardless, um, you look at a video like this, right? And automatically back in the day, I'm like, oh, these guys are Illuminati. Look at this. I, I've, I've kind of changed my viewpoint on it. it. Just not that they're not being controlled. But I, I don't think Justin Bieber knows what the hell the Illuminati is, right? I, I have no and you, you walk into this video, you start, you sit down and you start looking at it and you see what's going on. Right. And uh, at the end, it was really freaky because well, why the hell would they do something like that? Right. The, I don't know what the hell they were eating. It was gone. And at the bottom of the plate was literally young, like freaking 10 year old Justin Bieber. And it says yummy. Um, and there's all types of explanations for this video online. But all of that is, you know, speculation. And, you know, the QAnon crowd has jumped on this and they're like, oh, look, it's, this is what's going down. You know, um, I'm more interested in getting a hold of the directors, you know, because um, Justin Bieber, like I'm telling you, he has no freaking clue. Justin Bieber is having sex with women and spending his money. That's what he's doing. All right. He has no idea what the hell's going on. You know, um, the director might, you know, the director might know something. I mean, the, the imagery here is, is something else. So I would like to ask them questions about where they're coming from and why they're putting this imagery into the videos, right? Yeah. I, would, I would really like to know that. Like, uh, and we'll get into Beyonce in a bit with, that, with, with her new 
Disney Plus feature, which shouldn't be on Disney Plus. I just finished watching it. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't let my kids watch this crap personally. We can get into that. But um, tons of weird freaking imagery and all her stuff. And you, you know, you and I have talked about Jay and Beyonce in the past. But uh, no excuse, no excuse for the weird imagery. Now, I was talking about Aleister Crowley with my boy, John Brissom, a couple of days ago. What's up, John? You know, and he asked me, he's like, Billy, do you believe in magic? And I'm like, yeah, man, I believe in magic. Absolutely. He's like, do you believe that Aleister Crowley was doing magic? I'm like, nah, I think Aleister Crowley was really trying. (laughs) I think Aleister Crowley was a sick ass son of a bitch. But I'll tell you this, Jack Parsons, on the other hand, that guy knew something. Right, that guy and L. Ron Hubbard got together with him, right? And and they were doing all kinds of crazy nonsense, and it was based on some Crowley and shit, right? But I don't know how much Crowley actually got away with if he actually opened up portals and did. I think the guy was a sick pedophile, and he used what what whatever means in order to get what he wanted, you know. Um, and he wrote these books and all this lore around Aleister Crowley, you know, the 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 Beast Six Six Six. He was definitely a sick man. But did he really have magical powers to do stuff? I don't know if he did. Jack Parsons is a way more interesting. The Babylon Workings, I think, was the name of that, uh, that um, uh, what is it, uh, ritual that they did, you know? Um, Jack Parsons was the real deal. You know, he, uh, he understood some science. And I think magic is science. You know, I, I think uh, magic, as we understand it, is science that we haven't yet discovered personally. Thoughts. Yeah. yeah, man, that's, and you know, that's where they're headed with the alien agenda, because when you research the right. alien UFO phenomenon, you cannot do it without getting into this fringy woo-woo quantum world, which is, and like this observer effect and this quantum entanglement, uh, it gets very difficult to explain what the phenomenon is. Uh, but as far as, and, and magic, I, I do believe is part of that, you know, Jack Parsons said that UFOs were going to be the symbol of the new religion of the Crowleyanity, you know, and he, and, and to talk about, could Crowley have been a good magician or not? The legend goes that he was walking with William Seabrook one day and William Seabrook is a, a guy who has an interesting sort of past. He claims he was, uh, partake, uh, participated in a little bit of cannibalism, had a little taste of human flesh at one time. And that's about right. And he wrote the uh, he wrote sort of the first book about zombies back in the you know twenties or thirties, uh, based on that this thing. But anyway, uh, he was walking with William Seabrook, and he proved to William Seabrook that he could do magic by like sort of like limping and through a sympathetic magic. And the guy that was walking down the street in front of him started limping to like you know uh, emulate that. And that was William Seabrook's idea that no, this guy knew what he was doing. And then in 1918, uh, up there in Rhode Island, I believe it is, uh, New York, Rhode Island. Anyways, up there, uh, Alistair Crowley was doing the Amalantra workings, which is a different ritual that he used to contact that lamb, that, that, that alien, the first gray alien. If you look at the depiction of lamb, mm. uh, it, it, which is the path is what that means. And that is uh, the first gray alien. And then in the, in 1946, Parsons and uh, L. Ron Hubbard did that Babylon working ritual, which is right. based on the Amalantra working. And then, you know, Crowley, to his, till he died a year later in December of 1927, or 1947, excuse me, 
he uh he was very concerned that they didn't know what they were doing and <laughs> they weren't going to shut the portal and you know then we had Roswell and all this wacky stuff happened after that. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, there's a very and what's curious, you know, it's curious um some some research and some you know different ideas that came to me when I was writing this alien book. Jack Parsons when he was doing the Babylon workings channeled information much like these occultists do and he channeled this information from the spirit of the goddess babylon which he was trying to make contact with and he wrote it down in the book of babylon and he called it liber 49 which is what he called the denouement to alistair crowley's book of the law mm. and what was curious to me was that in the book l ron hubbard had this dream and he comes running into and, and at the time L. Ron Hubbard didn't know what they were really doing yet. L. Ron Hubbard came in and told Jack Parsons he had the dream of the Scarlet Woman. He basically said, Hey, uh, you know, I saw this, I had this dream, and it was this naked woman, and she was beautiful, and she was riding on top of this great beast, this great giant cat. And this was in Libra 49, right? Well, fast forward to Super Bowl of 2015 which is the 49th Super Bowl. And that's when Katy Perry came out on the giant beast, on the giant cat. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Like, so you've had these weird synchronicities and, and it's hard to explain to people how the UFOs and the alien agenda could possibly be manifesting through ritual magic. Cause people don't have the vocabulary for that. They don't really understand that regardless of what they believe in, this is a real belief system. And, and I, I do believe that it works and, uh, you believe Alistair, you believe Alistair really opened up stuff and you, you, you believe that he had that power? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, he was in contact with a lot of sort of demonic spirits and did a bunch of wacky stuff like out at Loch Ness when he had the Bolskeen house. Right, right, right. Supposedly he had, supposedly he was talking to spirits there and he was still learning and didn't close the portals off correctly. And, arguably that might be where Nessie comes from. I don't know the dates on Nessie. <laughs> you leave Nessie out of this. Okay. I love that. Yeah. It's not evil. It's a good benevolent creature. Go ahead. Man. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think Crowley, uh, I think Crowley was definitely tapped into something. Same as Parsons. And well, you know what? I'll give you this, man. I'll, I'll tell you this about Crowley. Well, we know he's the epitome of evil, right? Regardless whether he was opening up portals or not. Right. And he's had a hell of an influence I, or you can trace so much of the modern day occult nonsense that these people are doing back to Aleister Kraut. Yeah. So at the very least, he had that type of influence on these people. And still to this day, if, if you, if you, uh, even on Beyonce's newest piece of crap, I, dude, we have to talk about that, right? It's, it's, it's such nonsense. I can't believe she's spending money doing this because it was just, it, uh, you could feed a small country with that nonsense that she just did. But there she goes covering up her eye and doing all these symbolisms. And a lot of the stuff you can, and there's no reason for it either, but she's doing it, you know, in, in, yeah. in a Disney flick. But um, you could trace that all back to, to Alistair, man, right? And, and uh, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and, you know, all, all of these uh, legendary rock and roll um, or music legends, you know what I mean? From back in the day, they all, you know, subscribed to Crowley, David Bowie. You know, and all of these people. So um, he had a he had a, a serious influence, and he did know quite a bit about um, uh, medieval occult lore. You know, he that 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 you can't take that away from him. He knew quite a bit about all of that stuff. Um, and he wrote the forward to what is it the the 
the lesser keys of Solomon, you know, and, and he reworked some of that and he redid the tarot. You know, he's been a, a very influential guy in that world. So I, I will give him that all, well, not a good thing, but I'll, I'll give him that all day at the very least. I don't know if he opened up a portal, you know, but um, who the hell knows, right? It's, it's, it's just a belief thing, you know, and um, you're making a, a, a pretty decent case for it. So, I mean, I'm not discounting it. I'll tell you that much. I know this no. stuff is real. You know, I just yeah. don't know if Alistair Crowley did it, but go ahead. Let's finish up on it. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to discern the, the truth from fiction with these guys. They do some weird stuff. Alistair Crowley was, he had reformulated the Babylon working based on this Enochian table that John Dee and Edward Kelly back in the, I think it was like 1600s maybe, they were, you know, they were in contact with these spirits, these entities, these angels, they called them. And the, uh, using, uh, you know, some kind of, it comes from the book of Enoch, these, right. these, these angels or whatever they were talking to. And that language is what he reformulated Babylon. That's why they spell it B-A-B-A-L-O-N. Uh, because of the table was a 12 by 13 grid of letters and that numerically equals 156. And that's the Demetri equivalent of Babylon. If you spell it B-A-B-A-L-O-N as opposed to B-A-B-Y-L-O-N. Uh, which Babylon with a Y is the gate of the gods, which, you know, ties you into, ties you into what the real obsession is with these people is that they think there are powerful you know, entities or, or wisdom to, to be had by making contact with these things. And that's what I'd argue Beyonce is doing in her, in her Blackest King video, because you see her doing the 666 over the all seeing eye, right. which, uh, and I've got all these images. If, if the audience goes to my Instagram at Isaac Weishaupt, that's where I post a ton of content. Uh, now that, you know, I've been basically shadow banned from Google. I, so I post pretty much all these images and videos and crap on, on Instagram. And the, uh, the black is king. I posted a ton of images because she's doing the 666 hand on the eye. She's also doing the uh, triangle of manifestation, a.k.a. the rock diamond. Right. And, uh, she, you know, that's the triangle of manifestation and ritual magic to, to uh, channel the energy through, to channel the entities and all this weird goddess energy that she's been talking about. Like she's, she's portraying herself as this African goddess of Oshun. And she continued that narrative in Black is King very clearly, uh, along with other narratives. Uh, she talks about charging crystals in the full moon, which is a witchcraft thing. Um, and if you look at, you know, a few years back, her drummer, she this woman was her drummer for like seven years. She started making claims that Beyonce was doing extreme witchcraft and black magic and vanity, man. I remember that now that you mention it. Yeah. And all these weird magic spells and, and sex stuff. And, and that's what, uh, that's a big, that's a big, uh, tip off of, of how that could be very possible because, you know, Aleister Crowley, like sex magic is a huge component of this. It goes back to these, uh, Yazidi cults, uh, who were practicing tantra, uh, tantra, tantric sex magic, and the the idea that so like when Crowley created the the upper three ranks of initiation in the Ordo Templi Orientis, this magical organization of his, or that he ran, I should say, he made the eleventh and uppermost rank one that required the initiate to perform a ritual of. Uh, sodomy with another man uh, homosexual sodomy 
and the idea with that is if a magician is tuned in enough they can use this as like there's not a there's not a what do you say has like a lustful element here it's the magician is so tuned in and so far from you know they're so once they're so woke they're so woke to Uh the uh, occult stuff that the constraints of society do not apply to them. Right, right, right. That's what I, that's what I was trying to say. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, you know, whether you're attracted to a man or not, or whether you're attracted to a woman or not really doesn't matter at that point because you're, you're going for a higher purpose, a bigger enlightenment kind of sort of, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and that's uh, you know, and, and so anyway, so when the drummer says that she was doing weird, like sex stuff, like that makes sense because that is a, a giant part of the, the ritual magic element is the sex magic stuff because they believe that during the the time of orgasm a ton of energy is released into the universe and the magician can shape and form that energy and use it as a sort of uh you know it's like the nitric oxide of uh <laughs> sexy time i don't know ritual <laughs> magic here you know hey man it, it's true at least i feel it is you know you, you release energy no matter what you do you know, yeah. so there is an intense burst of something, right? Like a, whatever you want to call it, chemicals or not, when you have an orgasm. But I, I believe that there's an intense burst of energy that comes out that, that we emit when that, that happens. And could it be harnessed and used in uh, for nefarious purposes? Probably, probably, yeah. you know, and um, something we need to look out for now. Uh, you know, back to, uh, to Beyonce. She has herself... Uh, uh, you know, depicted as the Virgin Mary in this thing a couple of times, you know, yeah. and then and then she has these huge horns. Of course, they're supposed to be wildebeest because what they're doing is uh, recreating the Lion King, which is a cult in itself. I, I had Robert Sullivan on and he broke it down that it's all an allegory of the sun, uh, the, the way he broke down the story of the Lion King. But anyway, uh, this was taken and done differently. So she was I mean, you can make the argument that she was just portraying a, a wildebeest, but she had these two horns, man. And you know, you, you know, as soon as you yeah, see no. it, I mean, come on. First off, it looked like a Maleficent from, uh, from, from Disney, right? From, from the new Disney films. You can make that argument, but the Bahatment, right, is there, right? So she looked like that uh, pretty much, you know, and, and it's not the first time. Go ahead. Yeah, she, she was pushing all the symbols. The, uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, on my Instagram, I posted, there's a book I have called Symbolism of the Goddess, and they talk about Oshun and the, uh, I don't know what they call it, the Yoruba religion or whatever. And I believe it had a reference to the goddess wearing horns. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it's, it, it's on my Instagram there. Uh, but she was doing the, so like when we talk about that triangle of manifestation, the rock diamond there, this shows up in the, that Ordo Templi Orientis, that same magic uh, group. And if you look in their book, there is a fourth degree that is typified with this symbol of the magician holding, you know, essentially the rock diamond in the same place, you know, above the head. And this represents the fire or the goddess. Now, the, the fourth degree is, um, is for the planet Venus, which takes you to the goddess worship stuff. And that's why we see her also blaspheming the virgin mary as well because like to these people all of these figures are just archetypes of the same energy they're all sort of goddess energy so that's why she's the virgin 
Mary and she's also Oshun. It's because all the goddess energies are the same. Or, you know, there might, there's probably different elements to it, but it's the same sort of idea. Uh, what was curious was when I was researching for the, I did a whole podcast on that Black is King. There was uh, in the book in Liber 4, which is that initiation book there that I was talking about, you see it talk about how you should refer to Liber 777, which is a book Crowley did of just a bunch of symbols and signs and different ideas um, and different coded did you, language. Did you get through that thing? Did you read that thing? No. I, I, I mean, I, it's, 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 I, 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 I couldn't get, I couldn't get through it. it it's, it's so coded and confusing. Uh, it's very difficult to understand what's going on until you like it. And it's very much of this revelation of the method stuff where like, you got to kind of know what you're looking for because if you read it, you're, it's just so bizarre. You're like, what are they? Right. right. I agree. But uh, what I found curious is that triple seven is the, is the Holy Trinity, right? It's, the number in the Bible for the Holy Trinity, 666, being the number of man. Uh, but what's curious is, you know, Lieber 777 is referenced here. And, and that's on Crowley's Star of Babylon. It's on all these symbols. Like he, he, he found that to be very important. Uh, and that's why the Babylon goddess is represented with that Star of Babylon, which has the 777 all over the, the image. Uh, it's hard to explain what it is. People, people may have seen it on... Uh, I don't think Tool incorporates this symbol. Uh, it's on Game of Thrones if you know how to look for it. Uh, but anyway, Babylon, she is representative of the great mother of abominations. She's the goddess of Thelema. And what I found curious was that in the movie, in Black as King, you can see 777 on the wall flashed by real quick. I mean, it, wow. you got to look for it. Yeah, and I, and I got that image on my Instagram. Again, people can check that out for themselves. And now, now this is what's really trippy um, because the B is known as the symbol for magic. And, you know, Beyonce is obviously the queen bee and the bay hive and all this stuff. Um, but they know that they're utilizing this. And when I was, I was, re I was doing some research on Babylon for that show and I found this website and it talks about, I've got the quote here. I'll read it real quick. It says, Babylon is described in her aspects as a natural force who embodies both the lust of the spirit and the liberation of the human spirit. In sacred geometry, she is the feminine principle. Then uh, she is also an eternally fertile force equated to Mother Earth and Gaia. What you see throughout this Black as King is Beyonce is clearly the feminine mother, uh, Mother Gaia giving birth to all the kids. Like that's right. clearly what they're showing her as. But what's interesting is on that same article you keep reading and it says in the animal kingdom her incarnation is the queen bee the mother of all bees in a hive at the height of the productive season a queen bee will mate and lay eggs continuously day and night without her a colony will cease to continue surviving so you know there's they choose these symbols and these ideas and these archetypes because they sort of understand how to induce a feeling in the viewer Curtis Harrington directed Night Tide, a movie that Anton LaVey called one of the most satanic films, which I don't know why I watched the film. It didn't seem too satanic <laughs> to me. It's happening now, man. I, I'm watching that film. You know, it's probably a train wreck and god awful, but it's yeah, happening now. It, the, 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 it's a black and white film. It's got oh. Dennis Hopper. Uh, it's fine. I don't know. Like, I didn't really get it, but the uh, Curtis Harrington said in an interview that he does, in fact, play symbols and he, 
placed that 777 in Night Tide on the wall as the address right by Dennis Hopper. Sorry, man, my, my throat is... You're good, bro. I'm nope. doing shows and recording this audio book, and man, I'm exhausted from talking. After, after our show, man, I'm taking a break. I'm not talking hey, to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking the time and talking to us just for a little bit. Um, you know, uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's all really, really, really interesting stuff, you know? And I, I think that's why you have such a big audience, because people want to know about this stuff. And, it, and, and, you know, my thing is, and with Beyonce in particular, you know, and Jay-Z, you know, he, he makes himself a big, uh, you know, he loves art now and he's an art guy and all this other stuff. But you see him hanging out with Marina Abramovich and uh, they're probably doing spirit cooking and, you know, God knows what the hell, eating maca, menstrual blood and, and drinking that. Or I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's probably some sick shit. Anyway, but you, you look at these videos, right? And you, and you see Black is King. For one, and, and this, I'll get into a... a, a uh, a little bit of a, of a social commentary thing here. And I know you, you, you don't get into this, so you don't have to comment on it, but I have to say it, okay? If, if tomorrow Disney came out with white is king, end of the world, end of the world, okay? It, over, okay? And, uh, and Disney would be uh, banned and shut down and it would be the end of it. White is king, completely, totally racist, but we can do black is king. It's part of the division, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm saying, Okay. All of us are kings. Let's put it that way. It's part of the division. This is what this is, they're doing here. It's fueling division. But anyway, back to... I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with some of that. In fact, I could, I could add to that discussion a little bit because in the video, Jay-Z and Black is King, you know, I'm watching the video and we see a chessboard and I immediately perk up because I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. There's a Sonic yeah. duality, black and white kind of thing. And in in uh, occultism the black and white checkered floor stuff you know it depends on who you talk to people like robert sullivan he's a freemason he's a great right. guy i love him he's great his he's books good, are fantastic coming on soon i was i, I gotta i gotta give him a date he'll be back go ahead yeah because he's got a C cinema symbolism three drop and right. right that'll be dope yeah. yeah anyway um you know the freemasons and stuff they would tell you well it's just duality and like you know it's and you know, looking at good and evil and like the world is composed of. And, and to uh, be hold that point, but that was all laid out in this, in this in, exactly. Like I think Jay-Z was the one talking and he yeah, was the one who said, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Jay-Z says, you know, the balancing of good and evil. And right. uh, he says, you have to understand. And what's, what's curious to me, because that's sort of like the, the vanilla version of things. That's like, Oh, okay. I, like most people get that. Most people are like, Oh, okay. Yeah. There's good and evil in the world. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But that's not what, that you get into the dark underbelly of this what they're saying if you get into the sort of darker paranoid realms which i do subscribe to is that these people believe that you have to embrace evil in order to reconcile the opposites in order to become enlightened you have to understand that you know the idea of evil is a construct meaning right. like you shouldn't avoid evil you have to embrace it so that you're you're, uh, you know, you're fully incorporated right. and you're rounded. Like Carl Jung said, I'd rather be whole than good. You hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head because, um, no, 100, 100, you hit it right on the head. That's exactly what I was thinking when I saw this, because I mean, go watch. All right, listen, I don't want to send a hate mail. Okay. Don't, don't, I'm not telling you to go watch this thing. Okay. It's really bad. So, but, um, but if you're interested, go ahead. And, and there's this, it's, you, you have, you kind of have to get through it a bit. I think it's kind of at the middle 
and it's uh, like a, a human chessboard. And uh, they're wearing white and black, I think. Uh, I'm almost positive they are. And Jay-Z is talking. A bunch of freaking nonsense. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I, I, got the, I got the actual. It's, it's, go ahead, exactly, go ahead. it's yeah. exactly 32 minutes in. Because I'm, I'm looking at my notes from the show I did. Got 32 <laughs> minutes in if you don't want to watch any of the uh, right, right. Thank you for <laughs> the movie. Thank you. Yeah, Jay-Z says, he says, and I quote, he says, understand that good and evil often appear together. Nothing is complete on its own. It's not always a battle. It's a conversation. Hmm. And that's exactly you having a conversation with, buddy. That's what yeah, I'm exactly. you piece of filth. Anyway, let me not let me not get pissed off. Go ahead, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So like, you know, he's he's just exposing what the real doctrine is. And it's this idea of being sympathetic to evil on some levels or demons or whatever. Because I think this is and, and it makes sense. I think this is part of the alien agenda. I mean, obviously they're not going to spring this on us in 2020 or 2021 even, but 10 years down the road, they're mm -hmm. going to do this. They're yeah. going to, to say, well, you know, these aliens, they want to teach us how to like save our planet or we've got another, you know, COVID three at this point. And you know, the aliens are going to help us. And all they ask for in return is some, some babies, you know, and, <laughs> and we need to reframe our argument because what is evil? Is it more evil to let a million people die? Or, you know, yeah, they're gonna they're, they do they have this weird way of looking at the world, right? Yeah, man, yeah, man. And and in the movie in Black is King, you can see the fallen angel symbolism all around it. You, in fact, you don't even have to watch the movie when the trailer dropped. I immediately saw all this stuff. Uh, the movie doesn't give you a ton more than what the trailer does, but you see the child. Uh, crashing to earth as the fallen angel right behind Beyonce on the beach. And then towards the end of the movie, uh, she puts a baby, her baby in a basket like Moses, mm. Moses. And the, and the baby goes down the stream. Uh, but then it, it shows the, the, the baby grown up talking to one of the elders and he becomes enlightened or whatever happens. And he starts levitating and he goes clear up into the cosmos. He ascends back to the gods which is which is going to be the narrative for the next five to ten years of uh we need to get you know that's what they say we need to get man up to the cosmos and now it's going to be well that's where the gods are and that's where man belongs uh and i expose this in my book because if you read peter lavenda and tom DeLong's secret machines gods the first book you can see they're already planting this seed because they talk about ancient cultures sacrificing people to the gods and <laughs> and there's a concept of a thing called ishtil where they think and this is why the the uh the mayans or the aztecs they would they would sacrifice people at the top of the pyramid because they were going to the top of the pyramid to get as close as they could to the gods in the sky and then in the most violent brutal bloody fashion they would dismember the sacrifice and then you know cut their head off and then tear their heart out it had to be done very violently because they believe they were releasing the, the energy that our alien gods put in our DNA. They thought they were releasing it and contributed it, sacrificing it back to the gods. And that's going to be, that's going to be the religion. They're going to, and this is the slow rollout. You know, it's been, it's been a, a push on the last 10 years has been nihilism, atheism, pro science dogma. And, but the problem is man's a spiritual being and, once, once you've got this void where they say, well, all this religion stuff is nonsense and people are like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Science. And, and it's funny to me because through COVID 
2020, hasn't that been the biggest expose on how science isn't necessarily black and white and dogma and, you know, like these assholes, they don't know what they're doing. These scientists have no clue. <laughs> how, can, how can we all argue about whether or not something as simple as wearing a face mask and I give you a study that says it works, you give me a study that says it doesn't work and it's like... We'll go back and forth all day. All day. They right. have no clue. These scientists have no clue, but they want to pretend that they've got it all figured out. Listen to us. It's black and white and this is science. And if you don't understand science, you're an idiot. And mm. you know, just listen to us. We've got it all figured out. That's, what they, that's the attitude. Right, right. And, and it's very, um, how do I put this, man? It's, it's uh, I don't want to say basic science, but it, it, it's what they think is, cor- they make assumptions and they say that they're correct. And that is it. Like that, that's my whole deal with science. I think, Isaac, I don't know if you know this about me, but I literally, I literally believe that you and I can levitate. I literally believe that you and I can walk on water. I believe we can do this, right? And there's a scientific method to proving it, but we're nowhere close to doing that. I, I think these are things that we can do with our minds. Our minds are incredibly powerful. I think we can manipulate this reality. I know it sounds freaking crazy, but that's what I, I, I really believe in. I think we can do it, right? They'll never go there. You know, they, they will never go there. Uh, uh, modern day science, they think it's, you know, it is what it is, what it is. And everybody else is crazy and stupid, just like you said. So uh, I understand what you're saying. Closing thoughts on that. And then we're going to move on to, to Mr. Kanye West real quick in the interest of time. Yeah, they, uh, so, yeah, they, they want to, with the scientific method, it has to be a repeatable, observable, confirmed thing. Uh, so like, I agree with you. I think our minds are very powerful. I think we create the world that we envision on some levels. Uh, it gets really woo woo and really strange. Right. Yeah. But that's the argument I lay out in this alien. I know I sound like I'm plugging this freaking alien book, but like, Hey, I, plug I, it. I mean, what the hell, right? I've been in this. My eyes thought, what's, what's the title of it, man? <laughs> you know, it's funny is I don't have a title yet. I've written the book though. I got the whole book written. <laughs> um, it's called, so I've got two books I'm doing. I'm doing use your illusion one and use your illusion two. Nice. But, but I've got to get titles above those subtitles. And Dude, I don't know how I'm going to do is that. Is one of them going to be yellow and the other one's going to be blue? That's the plan. I'm going to have them. Oh, yeah. it's, an, it's, 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 a, it's a double entendre. It's a play on an homage to Guns N' Roses because I grew up on that and I loved it. Yeah, but it's also very applicable because in this first book that I've completed, it goes in and it's really hard to describe without giving, giving me 200 pages to do it. But it goes into this idea that for us, for, for aliens and UFOs to manifest, there's a mental component that requires us to subscribe and believe in them. And it's really bizarre, but I, I cite works from like Dr. Jacques Vallée, Dr. Carl Jung, all these people that have been studying this weirdo phenomenon for so long. And that's essentially what they're saying. And that's what I argue all these films and television shows and Black is King, it's all doing. It's all reinforcing this in Ancient Aliens. It's, it's, it's getting us to believe it. And that's what the second book, which I haven't started yet, Use Your Illusion 2, is going to go through several films and give screenshots and images and, and sort of back up what the theories of the first book are through multiple films. It's fantastic, uh, man. That's a dope uh, concept, man. Uh, yeah, I love that. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for it. it. It came to me all out of nowhere and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, <laughs> I was supposed to go see Guns N' Roses in July for the really? first time ever here in, uh, in a, at Meadowlands Arena. It was Guns N' Roses and the Smashing Pumpkins. And oh, cool. COVID happened and ended that for me, of course. Yeah, man. Before we continue, I got to ask you a uh, favorite Guns N' Roses song from Use Your Illusions 1 and 2. 
Oh man, you know what's funny is uh, "Estranged" from Use Your Illusion. That's too, dope. Yeah, is a really cool song, and it holds a special place for me. And this is, and you know, you shared your wacky belief. I'll share my wacky. Belief. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I and I'm with you on on the whole idea that man can do supernatural <laughs> things. But what happened was, um, and I haven't shared the same one. Yeah, I was going to do it on my show, but uh, it was weird. When I grew up, I I had the album. I heard "Estranged," and in my head, I don't remember if I had a dream or if I pictured it because I was, I spent a lot of time grounded and like, I wouldn't have the TV or nothing. All I have was like music. I just be in my room listening to music and drawing comic books, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I pictured Axl Rose in a, in the water out in the ocean with like dolphins and the sky, a certain color. And then year, uh, you know, a year or two, three later, they mm-hmm. had a video for it and that was in the video. <laughs> and I was, and I never forgot that. And it was like, this is this bizarre thing that I was like, and I didn't, you know, I didn't have the frame of reference. I was, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 when that came out. I didn't have the frame of reference to understand what was going on there, but I think I tapped into some weird thing. You know, I don't, I don't profess to get it, but. That's fantastic, brother. That, that's a cool ass story, man. Um, I'll share mine real quick before we go to Kanye. Uh, don't cry original. That's my favorite. That it, on the, uh, it's on the Illusion, Illusion one. one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful track. I love, uh, Guns and Roses, you know, November Rain was 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 the thing, you know, and all that other stuff. But Don't Cry Original is just a gorgeous song. Axel yeah. Rose is an incredible uh, singer, or at least was. I don't, I don't he think was, yeah. I, I don't think I would have I would have caught the real Axel Rose here. But uh, you know, just to say that I got to see Guns and Roses would have been dope. Unfortunately, that isn't the case. That's gonna be really cool, man. We're gonna have you back when uh, when you have those things rolling, so we can talk about them. And uh, yeah, because I've got to actually I've got to actually go through and. Uh, sort of outline my book for shows to discuss because it gets in such wacky woo woo areas that it's, it's very difficult to sort of encapsulate what the theory is, if, you know, because like I've had people that in my personal life, are like, Oh, you're writing a book on aliens. What, what do you think they are or whatever? And like, I find myself stumbling over my words and be like, well, they're, they're demons. And like, we, <laughs> we manifest them through our thoughts. And it's like, wait a minute. they're like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? Right. <laughs> so but I gotta come up with it more. It, it all works in this weird, uh, weird world we got going on here, man. So I get it, man. I'm I, and I'm all for it, man. I, I love listening to that sort of stuff, and uh, I I believe in aliens, you know. And I, I I know spirits are real. I know that's true. That's, um, that's the that's the slope, and I and I believe in spirits too, and I right. believe in the spirit world, and I've done ghost hunting that's proven it to me, and you know that's the question is, and I'm not here to say to condemn all aliens and say they're all demons and we shouldn't do anything with it. I'm just saying we got to be really careful because the people that have set this path up for us were in fact not opposed to talking to demons and demonic right. spirits. So. Right, right, right. Absolutely, man. Um, let's talk about Kanye West real quick and then we'll get up out of here. Most of, nah. Yeah, so. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, uh, no, take I, it away. I've been, I've been looking at Kanye for a long time now. It's been almost 10 years of me looking at Kanye and, uh, you got to look at the the body of you know before we get into his current situation. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> look at his history. You know, he had a car accident forever ago when he was doing production for Jay Z, and he said he felt like he died and came back. So he had this sort of experience, right? Uh, some could argue that he had a uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a traumatic brain injury, maybe even. Wow. Which is, would explain why he's doing all this weird stuff. Yeah. So then he, then he uh, has, you know, Jesus walks, then he gets really dark, uh, marries Kim Kardashian, 
then he switches over to gospel albums and supporting, uh, you know, President Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> doing, doing a lot of stuff that people were kind of like, like raises a lot of eyebrows. Okay. Right. Uh, much like he, when he said, President Bush doesn't care about black people on TV. And Michael Myers looked at him like, hey, bro, what are you doing, what are you doing man? It was like, like you could hear a freaking uh, a pin drop when that happened. That was so classic. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the first sign of something going on with Kanye, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then he had the infamous night where he jumped on stage for when Taylor Swift was receiving the award. Uh, that night, he was overheard in a restaurant freaking out, talking about how his mother died for this thing. Uh, Jesus, man. And... Uh, it's argued that his mother was, you know, I don't know if sacrifice is the right term, but uh, basically she died for the fame, you know, on some levels, but you know, and that gets a little fringy. I don't buy into every single thing that I've heard, but right. uh, then he started doing all these rants. Uh, he went on uh, Sway and he went on uh, Breakfast Club, I think, or, or he was interviewed by Charlemagne, I should say, from Breakfast Club. How Sway? <laughs> yeah yeah and and he was doing these rants and the media was this is when they started to turn on him and they were like oh he's crazy he's crazy and i listened to all of his supposed rants and a lot of stuff he said i thought he was on to something he talked about how we're slaves to a symbol right. controlled by the nike sign which is the saturn swoosh uh he talks about the powers of creativity which is uh, an important element of all this and he you know Charlemagne checks him a little bit and he says he's not on his square, which is a Freemason term. And I find very curious. Uh, that's, you know, where the Freemason stands on the square, they talk about being fair and square. That's where that comes from. Uh, but then he had, then he had, uh, he was pushing more albums. He had talked about the, the uh, privatized prison system with new slaves and black skinhead. And, you know, he wasn't wrong with a lot of stuff he was talking about. He's talking about, the prison, uh, privatized prisons and slave systems, meaning a unicor, which is basically slave labor in the prisons. Uh, so I don't think he was, was wrong there. And then he was at a, a lecture in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know if it was at Berkeley or one of these colleges out there. And he was telling all the students about the Illuminati's real and all this stuff. Hmm. Uh, this, you know, this is back in like 2013, 2015, somewhere in there. Uh, then we, we had the St. Pablo album. And he had this breakdown and first they said, Oh, he's exhausted. Then they said, Oh, he's dehydrated. Then they said, Oh, well, it turns out he's in a psychiatric hold. Uh, a website called the fix said he was actually under spiritual attack, which I, I would argue could be it. But what had happened was prior to the St. Pablo concert where he started going off on Facebook and Google lying to us and all that, which again, he's right. You know, Facebook and Google lie all the time. Of course he's right. Um, he, his uh, Kim Kardashian was in Paris and she got, you know, robbed. Everyone knows the story. She was at this hotel and she got robbed and the robbers put her in the bathtub. That's the official story. They put her in the bathtub and stole a bunch of jewelry or whatever they did. And the official story also tells us there was no camera footage, even though this hotel has celebrities going in and out of it all day, every day. It's a high roller hotel. I, I think like, I don't know. I don't remember who was in there that week. It was like Robin Thicke and, Jennifer Lawrence or something like that. Uh, but they said there was no cameras and, and I was like, okay, all right. Makes sense, I guess. But anyway, my argument is that they put Kim Kardashian in the bathtub because that is the passage of the goddess, which we've seen multiple times. Anyone who listens to my show knows the whole story. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let me interrupt real quick. Shouts uh, to the Andrew Bello. Uh, he listens to your stuff all the time. 
And, oh, right uh, on. Yeah, shout out, man. And and he's always uh, he always uh finds a way to remind me about a bathtub symbolism because of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It gets, it's a lot, man. There's a lot out there of it. It's, uh, in fact, someone on my Patreon. Oh, I apologize. I forget the name. Uh, I try to remember these names, but man, I, my brain can only handle so much. Right. Uh, someone sent me a video, every little step, Bobby Brown. And at the very last, the very last shot of that video, it's her, Winnie Houston in the bathtub with Bobby Brown. And he's kind of even giving her a look like this insidious kind of look. Maybe. Yeah, man, isn't that weird? I never, you know, I've seen that video thousands of times. Well, not thousands, but hundreds. I've never seen that. Yeah, as a kid, I, I, I grew up watching that stuff. I loved Bobby Brown back then. But yeah, um, and you know, obviously, wow. Winnie Houston died in the bathtub. Her mm-hmm. daughter, Bobby Christina, died in the bathtub. Even though all of her friends said Bobby was terrified of going in the bathtub, she never took baths. <laughs> so like, anyway, so then it came Kardashian gets put in the bathtub, and I think it was a threat. And Kanye snapped. I think he was like, "Holy crap! They're gonna they're gonna take her out like they took out, uh, you know, Whitney Houston and Bobby Christina and all this stuff." Um, so anyway, so then you go past. So that was like the second big breakdown where supposedly he went in for more MK Ultra programming. And then he comes out from that, and he's now he's 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 gone gospel and he's hanging out with Joel Olstein, who's one of these. <laughs> prosperity ministers that i don't trust his ass either no you should uh, yeah man I, I looked at his website one time because i did an expose on him with oprah or something mm. and he had this web page of where like you could donate to him right but one of them was like old people donating their property to him and i i wrote the website i was so appalled by it i was like this is disgusting what are you doing <laughs> and like they never wrote back, but anyway. Um, so okay, and then and now you fast forward to today, and lately now he's talking about running for president. Some claim that's to siphon votes off of Joe Biden, because yeah. last we heard, Kanye was buddies with Trump, you know, right. which maybe that's the case, maybe not. But he started doing all these wacky tweets, and he says how you know Kim Kardashian's forcing doctors on him and. <laughs> Sleeping with Meek Mill and oh god, uh, he's posting images of chairs saying I love this chair. And this was the same week that the Wayfair conspiracy was on and popping, and it, it was a lot of weird stuff happening. But what to me the the weirdest thing was he said that the movie Get Out was about his life, and I did a full examination of Get Out, Jordan Peele's film. I remember that, which uh, has the sunken place, you know. But in the movie. Uh, you know, the sunken place could be argued to be the mob zone, which is where these, the demonic side on the catalytic tree of life. But the, the film shows you coagula as part of this brainwashing process, which is a term for, from the Baphomet stuff or the alchemical uh, coagulation. So first you break down and then you rebuild and the, it's solve is the dissolve and coagula is the coagulate. Uh, so they had all these curious brainwashing mk ultra signs and the project monarch butterfly uh, but he said this movie was about him after he had all these claims that he was going to get mk ultra at the hospital after the saint pablo breakdown so i found that very strange then he gets interviewed by forbes and i read that interview and he says that how the uh the vaccines have the mark of the beast in them and Incredible, uh, yeah. how humans can have alien superpowers and previously he said he was a starseed alien himself. 
And then he went on to his first campaign speech in South Carolina, talked about the media brainwashing people and how, uh, you know, people can be controlled by demons and all this stuff. Uh, and then we get up to the, the most recent news because now he's just kind of campaigning, but he said he's going to release this album Donda named after his mother and it hasn't dropped yet. He said it was going to, but he released the track listing and one of the tracks is called SpaceX alien and it's three minutes and 30 seconds long, which you know, I find curious because you got the 33 highest degree of Freemasonry there, which symbolizes 33 to get the 33rd degree. You have to contribute something to the great work of Freemasonry, which that's the big question. What is the great work? What are they trying to do? And I, there's all these theories for that. I've got my own, you know, I think they're trying to evolve man into God and all this stuff. Uh, but then he did a video called Wash Us in the Blood with Travis Scott. You can see UFOs again. I got the images on my Instagram. There was also on the cover to the Donda album, what appears to be Saturn doing some kind of conjunction with the, with the moon or an eclipse of some kind. And then finally, he was on a, his most recent track before that. He was with Ty Dolla Sign and FKA Twigs on a song called Ego Death. And the song talks FKA Twigs, who's, she's a, an occult <laughs> weirdo herself. She talked about how it's going to cost you to be great. You'll have to sacrifice something in order to be great. And Ty Dollar Sign says, ego death is where you find happiness. Hmm. All of this is some real occult 101 stuff, uh, destruction of the ego. And, and it's all about enlightening mankind, which sounds great on the surface. What forces are you calling upon to do? This is the real question. Man, you know, yesterday I sent you a quick snapshot of a book that I purchased. Um, and uh, you, saw, you saw Frankenstein under there because I was reading it. And you were like, hey, I got Frankenstein too. You know, so I, I, was, um, I was reading that. And, uh, you know, it, it reminds me, actually, right, it's supposed to be the modern day Prometheus, right? That's what they say about Frankenstein. You know, and um, they took the fire, Prometheus took the fire from the gods and gave it to mankind, right? And uh, people became enlightened just like that, right? Or the Garden of Eden, which we referenced in uh, the beginning yeah. of the podcast, right? You take, you take the, 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 the apple and bite it and you're like, you're like God, you know the difference between good and evil. What you actually get is the, is the knowledge. And uh, a, a lot of these um, things that you just mentioned goes back to that, to, act, to enlightenment. But what type of enlightenment are we getting, right? Frankenstein, right? When, when, uh, <laughs> when, uh, when, he, when he got the spark of life, Right. Um, he was actually a good creature. He, was, he wasn't a bad, a bad thing. He, he was a, a clean slate. He turned into something very different. Um, or Frankenstein's monster, I should say. But uh, w w what are we doing? You know, what, what, are, what kind of enlightenment are we getting? And then you're, you're talking about Ty Dolla Signs and all these rappers, man. I'm completely done with, with hip hop. Maybe I should get reinvested in it and, and start looking at what the hell they're saying and what, and what they're putting out. Because in reality, like, it, it sounds interesting as hell for one, but second, it sounds like they're putting out some type of message, uh, whether you agree with it or not, or, or, or whether it's on the surface or not. I don't know. That's debatable, but it's still worth examination, in my opinion. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. I, and I enjoy hip hop. I'm a big fan. So, like, it's easy for me to keep up to date on it. Um, but, yeah, that, and speaking of Frankenstein, I believe that story was written inside of a castle in germany that was the home of some prolific alchemist the name escapes me but there and uh the people that wrote uh 
Mary Shelley. Right. She was married to, I believe, Percy Shelley, and, and he was like a big time occultist and something to that effect. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's a curious story. I mean, they, they touch on alchemy all, all day in, uh, in, uh, in Frankenstein. I mean, that's what it's about, really. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. It's, it's so. a metaphor for, uh, you know, the alchemical process of destroying everything we know and rebuilding it, which clearly is the, uh, you know, theme of 2020. <laughs> you are not kidding, brother. You're not kidding, man. But, but Kanye West worries me, man. Um, and, and then we're, we're going to sign off in just a sec, man. Uh, he, he worries me. He, he really does. Uh, I, I really think one day he's just going to turn up dead. You know, and he, st- he started uh, yelling, what is it? I, I killed my daughter. You know, I almost killed my daughter, you know, um, in this thing. And that's when Kim lost it or whatever. Like, I, he, he scares me. He, he really does. And uh, I'm, uh, I think he's a musical genius. You know, I, I say that and people, people don't resonate. But I think he's the best thing to come out of hip hop in a long, long time. And I think you can put his work right up there with DJ Premier or right up there with the RZA. You know, um, uh, even Timbaland is at a lower tier, but you know what I'm talking about. Kanye West is on the route, Mount Rushmore of hip, hip hop producers, in my opinion. Yeah, as far as production goes, for sure. Yeah, right. most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I like Kanye a lot. I think he's got pretty good tunes. I think he's, uh, he's given us a lot of different different sort of takes on, on uh, hip hop. You know, it's his backpack, his early college backpacker sort of music. Like, it didn't really resonate with me a whole lot, but like, it was still good, you know. And then he yeah, had you like Ty that, That's why you like you like. <laughs> well, I didn't say I, hey, I didn't say I liked the song. You know, I didn't say I liked Ty Dolla I'm, I'm just busting your chops, man. I, I I wish I was still into this stuff as much as you are, because um, sometimes I I I uh, I, uh, I listen to hip hop through you to listen to you talk about this night, and then I got to go look it up. I forgot his name, Lil Uzi Vert. That was because uh, of you. I would have never known who Lil Uzi Vert was if it wasn't because of you. Oh and, wow, yeah. And then yeah. I went down that rabbit hole just looking at all his videos and whatever. But anyway, listen, we're gonna get out of here in the interest of time, sir. Thank you for taking the time. Tell everybody where they can find you. All right, There's, you can find me all over the place. I always tell people Instagram at Isaac Wiseslap. I'm trying to get to enough subscribers to get my uh, OnlyFans IG thought game on. So uh, <laughs> like and subscribe because I put all my all my interesting images and videos on there. So like people that aren't ready to take the full dive. Uh, they can just follow the Instagram at Isaac Weishaupt or um, my books are all over Amazon and Audible under the same author name there. I narrated most of the Audible books. IlluminatiWatcher.com is my website. I don't do a ton of blog posts anymore. It's mostly just referencing you to my podcast, Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Co- uh, I Man, my brain hurts today. Conspiracy <laughs> Theories and Unpopular Culture Podcast. And uh, yeah, those, those are kind of the play. Depend, pick your poison. Which thing do you like? Do you like books, audio books, podcasts, uh, you know, mindless scrolling on Instagram? You know, He's got I like all of them. He's got everything. He's got everything for you. So make sure you go over there and check it out. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. You guys take it easy. We'll see you soon. God willing. All right. Take it easy. Bye bye.